Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of thecinematropolis.com, your home to thoughtful conversations on film and this year's podcast media partner for the Dead Center 2023 Film Festival. I'm your host, Caleb Masters, and today we're celebrating the reason for the season at this year's festival. What could I mean? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. Because today we are talking about Zachary Burns' directorial debut. That is Zachary Burns, the Zachary Burns from Planet Thunder Productions. We're talking about his directorial debut, Hell Hath No Fury. So we're going to be sitting down with Zach and Jacob from Planet Thunder Productions. That's two of the three members of the Planet Thunder Productions team, along with two of the film's stars to discuss how they made the festival's dark comedy to beat this year. We're going to talk a little bit more about how long Planet Thunder has actually been exploring this idea for the dark comedy before discussing how the two leads we're featuring on today's show crafted their characters along with the film's most comedic moments. And then we'll close out the show by learning about where you can keep up with Hell Hath No Fury, both at Dead Center and beyond. So let's jump right into the film. If we do it, then how do we uh, how do we do it? I've got it all worked out. I'll leave the solarium door open. Then when he's distracted, you can sneak in and, you know. How is old Silas these days? Honey, I'm home. Oh, Silas, he's great. Are you okay, dear? What? Why do you ask? Usually you're a little more loquacious. What's going on? But he's been acting strange ever since he got home. You need to get this over with before something goes wrong. I sort of brunt someone. Hey, don't worry. I'm really good at this sort of thing. You are making this very difficult. Oh, very difficult indeed. Where the hell are you? Answer your phone. I don't know about this. Get your head in the game, Thomas. What do you think this is? So according to the description from the Dead Center website, Hell Hath No Fury is described as a husband and wife separately and unknowingly plot to murder each other on the same fateful night. Suspense. It's killing me here. <laughs> To relieve the suspense, I'm joined by four very special guests. First up, as I've already noted, we're joined by the film's director making his directorial debut, Zachary Burns. Zach, welcome back to the show. Of course. Thanks for having me, as always. Also joined by the film's writer and producer, Jacob Blayton Burns. Jacob, welcome back to the Cinematic Schematics, sir. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Joining us for the first time, Leah N.H. Philpot, the star who plays the character Priscilla Brewster. Leah, Welcome to the Cinematic Cinematic. Thank you, this is exciting. And last but certainly not least, I'm very excited to welcome back Jacob Ryan Snawville, who stars as Silas Brewster within the film. Jacob, welcome back to the show. Thank you. All right, listeners, well, before we get into today's conversation, I just wanted to quickly note that if you are listening to this conversation and you enjoy it, please support us by subscribing and leaving us a rating and review on your preferred podcast app. This is also gonna be the best way to get all the exclusive Dead Center content delivered directly to your ears throughout the festival. But let's cut to the chase. Let's actually learn a little bit more about Hell Hath No Fury. Zach, I've already mentioned this is your feature-length film directorial debut. What made this the movie, this the project that you wanted to tackle for this, this big step? Uh, you know, great question. Um, so Jacob and I uh, and Vinny with Planet Thunder had been making movies for several years, uh, going back to our, our college days. Um, and I had mostly just, uh, I'd always helped on everything. I was always um, uh, more in the producer role, uh, which was always super fun, uh, super exciting. Uh, but then over the years, working on all these different films, both our own films and films for other people, 
uh, I started having these nagging thoughts of like, oh, that's that's not how I would have done this. You know, that's not I would tell the actors to do this or or something along those lines. Um, uh, so I guess I finally decided, hey, maybe I should give directing a shot. And so uh, that's why I decided to do with this film. So, so in other words, you were tired of putting up with Jacob's BS on the set and you said, it's my turn. No, I'm just joking. Basically, that is, that no, is that's exactly. I was, I was trying to say it politely, but yeah. He sat, he sat me down one day and was like, I'm tired of putting up with your BS. It's my turn. <laughs> that is a direct quote. Um, yeah. <laughs> But you've been, I mean, you've been working your way up towards this for a while. I mean, because you've done many short films, uh, several of which have been, that have been in the Dead Center Film Festival in the past. Uh, how did some of those experiences sort of kind of give you the confidence or the interest in, in actually stepping up to direct a feature? Uh, yeah, so it was definitely um, a, a nice uh, confidence booster to kind of be able to... Uh, Jacob and I co-directed a few things, um, some short films, uh, and then I directed a short film on my own. Um, before jumping into this first full feature. So yeah, it was definitely nice to kind of have uh, some stepping stones to get to the first feature. Um, and then also just having a good uh, support system uh, around me to help me uh, take those steps. But yeah. Very cool. So paving the way, putting the work and saying, uh, it's my turn to drive. Basically, yeah, I guess so. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, essentially. So, Jacob, I want to turn it to you here because, as I understand it, this specific project, Hell Hath No Fury, has been in the works for quite some time, right? So how long exactly have you been writing and tinkering with this script? Yeah, the there's a long, dark history to this script. Um, it, dark? It, Did you guys actually <laughs> murder people to, for inspiration? Yeah, true based, based on, on two true brothers. Story yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> This is our confessional. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the so this started out as a project um, probably not long after I graduated college um, from film school. And um, it was kind of one of those early ideas of, like, I was looking for what my first feature would be. Um, and I was trying to think of things that are simple, um, not a big cast, uh, you know, few locations, stuff like that. And I was also a huge fan of, um, Coen Brothers and stuff like that, and so kind of this idea of making a a crime movie or a dark comedy um, was very intriguing. So this the first draft of the script was probably around like 2011 or 2012, so wow. um, over over 10 years ago probably. Um, and it, um, you know, it I at the time I felt good about it, but then I. Uh, had this other idea for a sci-fi drama called Electric Nostalgia. And that kind of, uh, I took a detour uh, with that. And so Hell Hath No Fury just kind of sat around for a while. So it was it was one of those that I w didn't feel it was ready then, but it was kind of the, the idea lingered around as something. I was like, we got to do this someday. Because um, there's, there's something here, even if the script isn't ready to go yet, there's something about this premise or something behind it that was really intriguing and just sounded really fun uh to do um and so yeah once uh we kind of started talking about what zachary's first feature could be um i remembered hell hath no fury it was just on the back burner and i was like you know maybe maybe it's time to dust it off and look at it again um you know i remember i think i sent it to zachary and uh he you know he read it you know at the time in 2012 or whenever 
Um, but he kind of reread it and was like, yeah, it's, there's, you know, it's not ready, but it's, it's something. <laughs> um, and he had a lot of really great ideas about, you know, if it was going to be his movie, this is the approach he would take. So while the original version was uh, still comedic, it was maybe more subtle in its comedy. Um, Zachary really had the idea to kind of take more inspiration from not just dark comedies um, like the Coen brothers, but also bring in uh, some like screwball comedy stuff like arsenic and old lace um, clue movies like that, that were kind of more broadly, more upfrontly uh, comedic and um, it just really kind of spun out of that. And then we got a ton of inspiration from watching those movies. Uh, and then uh, it just, yeah, from there, um, I don't know if Zachary has more to say on that, but it just, it just kind of, it, it, it took on a new life and it became something different while kind of piggybacking off of, off of that original premise. And it just like, it's, I'm really glad I didn't make it 10 years ago. Cause this version is probably a hundred times better. Maybe a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you know, you were, you were like, I think in 98, 99, but a no, hundred times better. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Zach, I, I would love to hear then when Jacob sends you the script, were you, oh, this is a script I can work with. Oh, I need to, to fix this up. Oh, I just need to tinker this. Like, what was your kind of like when, when you saw it and you said, hey, I, can I make this into a feature? What was your initial reaction to, in terms of like what needed to be done to get it to the you know filmable stage? Yeah. So um, it's 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 really fascinating since the script had been floating around so long. Like, I do remember reading it. 10 years ago and be like, yeah, this could be a, you know, a fun little kind of darkly comedic thriller crime thing going on. Um, uh, but then, yeah, like Jacob said, we kind of got distracted by robots for a while, uh, <laughs> and, and made some, some, some really neat sci-fi things. Uh, but then, yeah, once, once this came back around as something potentially for me to direct, um, I read the script again and was like, yeah, this is like, it's a really tight, story uh but what if we just made this super goofy <laughs> um uh and i don't know what it is about it but just reading the script uh that second time i was like what if we really pushed the comedic aspect of this thing and really tried to make this a modern day screwball comedy uh which i just thought i was just super intrigued by that idea um so i think i <laughs> Basically, Jacob and I put our heads together uh, and I just kept pushing him to put in more jokes, uh, just <laughs> make it sillier. Let's let's get lots of uh, setups and payoffs and and just push things as as far as we can, because uh, uh, I, I just I don't know. In my brain, I wanted this to just be rapid fire jokes happening just every second. Uh, and I thought that would just be it would just make the movie a blast. Um, and, uh, and I think that's, that's just what I was going for. I think you were really good at that. Thank you. I mean, and that was a big part of it as well. That means I could talk about, you know, we'd done electric nostalgia and shifter, which are both kind of heavy sci-fi dramas. And we were just like, it's, it's time to have fun. Let's just, uh, right. <laughs> it's not, uh, you know, we've made people sad enough. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's do something that's just fun to watch, fun to make. Um, uh, especially the last few years, the world has been yeah. crazy. So it's just like, let's, 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 even though it's still dark comedy, 
there's still murder and all that fun stuff. <laughs> Lots of terrible uh, things happen, but yeah, yeah. I was gonna say this is not way. exactly. Yeah, this is not exactly like <laughs> a happy, uh, happy ending type <laughs> or movie. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So it was just a, uh, yeah. I, I really love where the direction it took because of uh, Zachary's ideas and and the, what he was pushing and what what his vision was. I think it's great. You guys have that. You guys did two kind of dark sci-fi. You started with the the fable of Shannon Cable, which is a musical comedy. It's charming as hell. I still enjoy it. Think about that movie sometimes. It's lots of fun. And but then you shift radically the the opposite direction into sci-fi horror, sci-fi thriller territory, and you bring it back to Coen Brothers esque dark comedy, screwball comedy. So uh, you guys have really done the the full spectrum. You guys had an exceptional cast, kind of a who's who of uh, mm-hmm. folks here in the Oklahoma City area, at least, in terms of uh, cast, two of which we're very thrilled to have uh, at the table today. So, uh, Leah, I want to start with you and Jacob uh, Snobble next. You two play the film's leads, Priscilla and Silas, and on the surface, I think kind of the fun thing I had, which is sort of watching your performances, both these characters seem like they're nice, fine people, like people, you know, obviously a little heightened, but I'm like, I know, this is the good old boy and the model white, you know, like kind of the, the... I'm going to watch my words here. Dig a hole. Uh, <laughs> the people you, unassuming people who you're like, they're probably nice people, right? However, I think it quickly becomes clear, specifically, not to give too much away, with Priscilla being sort of the primary protagonist of the film, it becomes clear that there's more going on under the surface. So, Leah, how did you approach this uh, balancing this jokier sort of screwball or slapstick comedy with maybe some of the darker resentment that's underneath the surface? Well, it's not hard for me to play resentment. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Zachary just said a, a lot of it. Um, when I first read this script, I was at home alone, and every page I was laughing out loud alone at my place. And I think that's just, uh, you know, it's just good writing. It's very, very funny. The comedy's on the page. Uh, and with any comedy, you know, you don't want to play the comedy. What's happening to the characters, to these people? is not funny. It's funny to watch if it's not happening to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, even when it's characters like this, like you said, that are are heightened or um, a little more stylized uh, and character-y, they still have to be played from a real place. And I think that's that's what makes it funny. And any couple that's been together long enough will have the things that... Um, drive each other crazy. And when you just really focus in on that part of it, it's funny to watch. <laughs> it is. I, I mean, agree. you know, you wouldn't want to watch someone, you know, a couple that you love uh, go up in flames like that. But, uh, you know, trying, trying to keep their cool. Uh, any Anyone in a fight that's trying to keep their cool, if you're watching from the sidelines, is funny. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, I think the I think the comedy was on the page, and I felt very blessed that they came to me with it. Um, it it just jumped off the pages, my kind of thing, and uh, was really excited to do it. Well, yeah, no. Well, you crushed it. Uh, also, uh, congratulations! You won an award at, at the New York which film festival it was in New York? New York Cinefest. The New York Cinefest uh, best 
Lead actress, congratulations on the win there. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was a spectacular performance. Both of you were awesome. Now, Jacob, I want to turn to you, though. I was thinking Elvis was one of the previous (laughs) times. This is also a radically different take uh, uh, when I interviewed you uh, as Elvis and Mickey Reese's Alien. (laughs) How did you kind of approach that? Because this was... I don't know. I've seen you play comedic in a few roles before, but this was a little different. I, it kind of had that Coen Brothers vibe. Like, what was your approach to kind of trying to match the the heightened reality with the sort of darker undertones? Yeah, I, it's all slapstick. Is all um, dark. You know, you're you're hitting people in the face. You're you're <laughs> running away from boulders that are coming at you. If you're Buster Keaton, you're, if you're Harold Lloyd, you're hanging off a clock and about to die. Um, it's uh, if you're Fast and the Furious, you're going into space um, <laughs> uh, for no reason. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, so really just reading that. Like I can go uh, all out in the slapstick side of it is how I kind of approach most most roles anyway. Um, I don't think I could do uh, like what Leah can probably do on stage. I'm just not a stage actor. I, I need to know my frame, and then I can I can run into a wall with the best of them. <laughs> um, and that's really my first take anyway is the physicality of something. But um, uh, the more you anchor in on the, the absurd um, and awkward and danger – of a situation and make that real, no matter what it is, if it's more absurd, the better. Um, the, the way you fall out of that is uh, funnier. The bigger you fall out of it, the, the, the better. Um, so I just kind of relied on that. Um, uh, talking to um, Zach in the first place, it was, um, we talked about arsenic and old lace first. Mm-hmm. And then um I was like, well, I don't know if I can pull off Cary Grant. And, and <laughs> I want to, I want to at least modernize it. And we talked about modernizing it. And I think we were, we were on the same page, but I know that I was getting a little scared about um, <laughs> becoming George Clooney in um, Intolerable Cruelty or something. Like that. <laughs> and, and so I knew that if I brought everything I could slapstick wise, um, and then just tempered it down, I think. And then Zach, uh, I gave permission to Zach, or I don't know how this came up, but we were like, basically the note is full cartoon. Yep. Like yeah. if it's not all the way there, the note is full cartoon. Yep. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Live action Looney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I needed Snovel to go a little farther. Yeah. Uh, I would just walk up to him and be like, go full tar- full cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> go all the way. <laughs> that was it. Uh, and then uh, I knew he would definitely get there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect, but I knew he would get there. <laughs> that was right. yeah. I just needed the permission to completely fill up the frame with nonsense. Um, <laughs> oh, it was a blast to watch, yeah, by the way. You. You, I mean, you nailed it. Like the, the physical comedy with both of you, and I won't give away, but the, both of you guys have a couple of different running gags to this that were just like every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. One of the coolest things for me, not being the director this time was you know I created created these characters on the page, but then seeing the the three of them put in so much work ahead of time, like they didn't just show up on set and figure it out there. Like they did so much rehearsals, especially of the bigger scenes, and it was really cool. I wasn't there for all of them, but I would just kind of drop in every once in a while as I was working on other stuff. It was just a really cool thing to see these characters come alive and grow beyond like what. Snovel and Leah brought to these characters. It's just like a 
next level of what I ever imagined on the page. Um, and that was something me and Zachary talked a lot was, you know, we just have, we have to cast it right. Um, or it doesn't work. Like it really is a performance movie. And, uh, the two of them just blew it out of the water and really brought so much to it that it's just, you know, it almost makes me cry thinking about it. (laughs) Just just so happy, so happy, uh, what, what you all were able to accomplish that movie. It's really incredible. Yeah. Jumping into that a little farther, I, I also just have to reiterate how awesome Leah and, and Jacob's novel are in this movie. Like this, this is entirely a movie that relies on the two of you and your performances of, of Priscilla and Silas. Uh, like if, if those characters don't work, then nothing in the movie works uh, <laughs> at all. Um, and you both just absolutely killed it. Uh, so I will say here in front of everyone on the internet on this podcast, uh, <laughs> thank you for, for being in my movie and, and thank you for absolutely Aww. crushing it. Thanks for Thanks. putting us in your movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you guys both own the screen and I'm curious, how did you guys go about developing chemistry? Did you guys do anything like meeting up before the film or was it something that kind of developed quickly on set? What was that approach to building in that chemistry? Well, Jacob had touched on uh, a little bit just then um, that we did have a few rehearsals beforehand. Uh, which no doubt helped. Um, it's never great in any situation just to be thrown into the <clears throat> water and hope you can swim. But um, I think it helps that we knew each other before. Um, I actually remember the day that I met uh, Jacob. I already knew him. I had seen um, uh, Alien as well. <laughs> and, uh, well, I actually met you there, but it was like a random Hey, nice performance at, at Dead Center years ago. Um, but we, I guess we actually met at Dead Center again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead Center has brought us together. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a year or two, I guess two years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, mutual friends were having a lunch and we were hanging out. And when everyone had left, we still remained and uh, were trying to walk to our cars, but just kept chatting. And mm-hmm. so I, I think immediately we just like, hey. We're friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, we were um, talking about acting the whole time. Too. We were was... talking about acting the whole time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my my situation being here from Canada and he was immediately supportive of, of uh, my whole experience with that, which is chaotic to say the least. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he just immediately, wow, this is an incredible human being that I just met. Uh, not just talented, but just a... Don't tell people that. Stand up guy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't tell people that stuff. <laughs> He's horrible. I just have to I'm say I'm a <laughs> <laughs> When I read it, you know, I was, like I said before, immediately just, oh, okay, well, <laughs> they didn't know me 10 years ago, but they wrote this for me 10 years ago. I just felt <laughs> Priscilla in my bones. But I was trying to think, man, who, who, who are they going to get to play Silas? Because it's, it's such a tall order. Um and I was racking my brain on it. And uh, I honestly often, you know, think of Snobble as uh, the producer role. So when I was going through, like, the actor roster, he didn't immediately come to mind. But when they told me uh, they were reaching out to him, I was stoked. I got super excited because I was like, oh, my gosh, that so makes sense. <laughs> that would be perfect. Um, and so, yeah, I think as far as on, on camera chemistry it was just very natural mm-hmm. uh we didn't we didn't have to try too hard that's great having the rapport beforehand certainly helps uh, jacob zach and jacob come to you did they, they approach you for the script how what was that conversation like were you like what's the deal can i read the script is it good what was your reaction <laughs> i don't remember exactly how it came up i remember meeting over uh, a coffee or something like yeah. that at, at uh, downtown uh with zach and um 
I'm always like, if somebody's going to ask me to be in a movie and they're actually going to make it, I'm like, yes. When, <laughs> when do we roll? Um, you know, and I, I'm just, uh, you know, I love making movies. I love uh, people that go make their movies. And so I'm in, you know, and having worked with them before and, and knowing that uh, they can do a movie and, and, uh, you know, having, um, I don't know, already some like some chemistry as far as like our jokes and our humors go, uh, <laughs> our humor goes. I knew that I didn't have to read it to know that I was going to like it and could and could do something with it. Um, and, and then it was, so it was immediately dropping into, um, you know, arsenic and old lace talking through <laughs> like Cary Grant and George Clooney and and then eventually Tom Hanks and all that stuff. And that's that's really became the language of uh, the figuring out the script itself. I think. Uh, Zach played a little coy of like, well, go ahead and read it and see what you think. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I, I yeah, think that's me, pretty close to how the conversation like, went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of uh, their chemistry at New York Cinefest in the Q&A. Uh, <laughs> oh, someone gosh. Was, someone was surprised that Leah and Jacob's novel were not married in real life. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. She was just like, wait, so... <laughs> You're not really married. To the cast. I was like, no, no, it's a movie. You know, it's a movie. That's so funny. That's she hilarious. was fooled by our wedding photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's an impressive photoshopping, Zach. I'm yeah, not sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, no photoshopping in that yeah, photo. That was no. a rehearsal. Was real photos. Yeah. Real photos. So I, I, I don't want to give away too much. However, I do like to tease the audience a little bit, especially for those who are going to be attending Dead Center. We'll have a chance to see Hellath No Fury. So for all of you, I'll start with Zach and we'll go around the table ending with Jacob. What is your favorite murder weapon or not even murder weapon, just weapon? Because there's not, not, every, not everything used actually kills people in this. What is your favorite weapon depicted in the film? Oh, oh man. Um, hmm. That's tough, uh, especially if we don't want to give. Anything I was going to say without giving <laughs> yeah. anything away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, I'll I'll be the parent. Uh, all of the murders in the movie are my children. Uh, so I love all, <laughs> all of the murder the murders. weapons or possible uh, murder. I, weapons. I love all of them equally. Um, uh, and honestly, that's true because uh, we had so much fun with each and every single one of those scenes. Uh, so, so my answer is. Not really good answer. You're welcome. <laughs> no, that's that's great. That's that's a Jeffrey Dahmer a answer. I love all the murders. I love them all. <laughs> Jacob Snovel, anything you would like to share? Can you share? Uh, sure. I mean, I, I feel like uh, not all murders are successful in this film, <laughs> so I don't give anything away. I, I my favorite um, weapon, I think, is is the wine uh, because it's a chess match uh, and uh, it becomes a really fun little set piece of uh playing chess so there you go that didn't mm -hmm. give anything away right sure cut it if it did leah what about you i I'm, I'm really a stickler for spoilers they can't they drive me nuts so i will just say donkey <laughs> donkey <laughs> <laughs> See, this is great. That spoiled nothing for me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's this is why listeners are going to have to come see the movie at Dead Center yes. on uh, Thursday, June 8th at 9 p.m. at the Harkins Bricktown uh, I-2015. And no donkeys were harmed in the making of this. <laughs> that is true. Officially. 
<laughs> Jacob Burns, what was your favorite weapon that you feel comfortable sharing, if any at all? Uh, hmm. There's a moment with a frying pan that I think is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great moment. For Classic sure. slapstick. <laughs> yeah. A moment with a frying pan. <laughs> Listeners, if this sounds like mayhem, it is. You, should, you have to, you have to yeah. see the movie to understand the, the insanity. Frying pans and donkeys. <laughs> Uh, well, re- real quick, just a couple of quick questions, uh, Jacob, for you and Zach, both of you. I mean, this movie takes place largely in a single house. I mean, I know there are a few other locations. You get a great shot in the car. There's a like a hotel, very short scenes. Mm-hmm. But largely this film is set in one location, one house. Uh, I'm just curious, did the limitations of sort of having a really enclosed, tighter space, did this in any way sort of inspire creativity or add to the sort of vibe you're going to with Hell Hath No Fury? Uh, Yeah, for sure. Um, So from the outset, uh, we wanted to shoot this movie a little differently than than maybe most uh, movies are shot today, Um, whereas we wanted to kind of taking inspiration from, you know, we were kind of doing this as a throwback uh, of screwball comedies from the forties and fifties. So going along with that, we were like, what if we pulled in kind of some of that cinematic style of shooting from back in the day where it's longer takes um, uh, the camera is uh, you know, we're not just doing lots of coverage and all that good stuff. So um so going into that, we wanted to shoot this movie, kind of take inspiration from that and treat the camera. It's interesting because the can the movie is almost entirely handheld camera work, um, which is definitely not 40s and 50s style uh, cinematography. Uh, but but being handheld, we still wanted to treat the camera as if it was from that era. So we only wanted to do uh, camera moves that were inspired from that era. So thinking of the cameras being more as on a, a dolly where, you know, dolly pushes or pans or stuff like that instead of crazy, uh, uh, wild chaotic handheld camera work. Um, so that was something we wanted to do to kind of give this, a, uh, the movie an interesting vibe of blending those two, two different styles, a very modern style and a very old, uh, traditional style from back in the day. Um, and then also, uh, being in a, essentially just one house for an hour and a half. Um, We definitely uh, did everything we could to shoot uh, every scene uniquely from surrounding scenes. So there's a ton of stuff that happens uh, in the living room of the house, but we wanted to shoot every scene that happens in that living room differently from the previous time we were in that living room. Uh, Just so then it would never feel stale. It would always feel fresh. Um, uh, while always, you know, trying to do things that were felt right for the scene. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Jacob, you want to talk more about that stuff as the cinematographer? Yeah, for sure. One of, one of the best decisions we made on this film was we, um, when we were looking for locations and and where to shoot, uh, you know, we needed just the right house. And then we're like, wait, why don't we just use our mom's house? Um, and, <laughs> I knew I recognized it yeah, from somewhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so what that allowed us to do is we had, you know, access to the location like we've never had before on a movie. <laughs> um, cause we could just go anytime we want. 
and uh, and plan or set up or do whatever. So um, so that's where they did rehearsals, which was great. So they could rehearse in the actual house that we were going to be filming in and the actual areas. And then uh, me and Zachary spent um, a week or two uh, just looking at camera and figuring every single shot in the movie out beforehand. So a lot of times, especially low budget things, you show up to the location on the day of the shoot and everybody kind of figures out there how it's going to go. Um, but we had, um, we created a notebook of every single shot. Like we took photos um, of everything. And so we knew all the blocking and stuff like that. And of course things evolved once you got on set or some things evolved in rehearsals and stuff. But we knowing that is partly how we were able to get the movie done in such a short amount of time is on set. We both knew exactly what was up. Um, and we're both extremely comfortable in the location because it's our mom's house. It's the male house that we grew up in. Um, and then uh, one of the, just one of the other kind of cool things that came out of us being in that location uh, was the aspect of Christmas. <laughs> um, um, that was my next question. That really actually yeah, was my yeah. next, question. next question. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. how did you go about determining when uh, this is, did you guys know years ago this is going to be set at Christmas so we have to shoot it during the Christmas season or were there some uh, smoke and mirrors, so to speak, to make a Christmas appearance a thing? That was, yeah, so uh, I don't know, maybe up until maybe the week before we started shooting, uh, Christmas was no part of this movie. Um, it's true. It's and, awesome. uh, it came out of, we were, uh, you know, we'd worked out with our mom that we were going to shoot in the house, uh, and we were doing all planning. And then there's just one day when she was around and she was, it was, uh, we were going to shoot in December. And so she was around and she's like, Oh, I guess maybe I shouldn't put my Christmas tree up since you guys are filming here. And I think me and Zachary just like froze. <laughs> we immediately just looked at each other. We can't oh, like Christmas. Wait a second. <laughs> We're making a movie in December when all the lights will be up. Right? <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it, I think it really revitalized our, we were still excited about it, but you know, you go into a movie, you start to get like worried and stuff like that. But I think this adding this Christmas angle really re revitalized our excitement to shoot. Um, and what we could do with the house and what we could do with the lighting and stuff like that. And so we uh, immediately basically were like, okay, this is a Christmas adjacent movie. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it takes place around Christmas time. And so we went out and bought more Christmas lights and stuff like that. Uh, Leah kindly brought a bunch of her own Christmas decorations uh, Which were already up at my house, so I took them down <laughs> yeah. and then decorated your mom's. <laughs> exactly, um, but yeah, it totally just I just adds a totally new vibe to the movie. Just adding that Christmas aspect, um, and it allowed us. We kind of really played a lot with the lighting, so um, we brought in a lot of like red and green lighting that we don't really like justify with anything on set it's just suddenly they'll walk into a room and it's green um and, uh, and it great. fits and it's it fits and yeah it felt, yeah it just adds it just adds to it. i don't know it's just a it was just really fun and it just kind of unleashed you know we just kind of with this movie are like let's just do whatever feels right in the moment and uh as soon as we heard christmas we were like hmm <laughs> <laughs> yeah i it, it setting it uh, uh around christmas time really uh, opened us up to have somehow even more fun than we were already going to have on this movie. Uh, and the, yeah, like Jacob said, um, with uh, lots of red and green lighting uh, getting thrown into the movie, 
essentially, anytime Jacob walked up to me and was like, do you want red or green light in this scene? I would always say, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> it really didn't matter what it was, where the light was going to be coming from. I was like, can we have it? Yes, please. I want it. <laughs> Well, and I, I'm I'm curious. So the uh, the other member of Plant Thunder Productions, uh, mm-hmm. Vinnie Hogan, who serves as a producer on this, is also the composer for your films. Uh, yes. what, I'm curious what his was his reaction when you said, "Hey, so we want to do a Christmas movie vibe." What, like, I'm curious, what, was he excited about all the sleigh bells and whatnot? <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I don't I don't remember it exactly, but I'm pretty sure when we told Vinnie that this was going to be now a Christmas adjacent movie, he was. Very excited and fully on board from the get-go. Um, and then, yeah, as as we were going along, once we started getting into post-production um, uh, and I started working with him on the score, um, then, yeah, I was definitely like, yes, let's get sleigh bells or other Christmas-type sounds uh, going in all over this score uh, and really just lean into it as hard as we can. Um, uh, that we also were able to do, have some fun with that, with the sound design and, and other good stuff. So it was... Uh, yeah, it just, I don't know. It opened some new doors to, to make this screwball comedy even screwier, uh, <laughs> which I'm all for. <laughs> well, listeners, you're going to have to check out this screwball comedy that's set Christmas adjacent at the Dead Center Film Festival Thursday, June 8th, 9 p.m. at the Harkins Bricktown Auditorium 15 with an encore screening scheduled for Saturday, June 10th at 6.30 p.m. at the Harkins Bricktown Auditorium 10. So check it out. Come see this movie on the big screen. I've already watched it once. Can't wait to check it out again. I'm going to buy a t-shirt, you know, the whole nine yards. Thank you all. Leah, thanks so much for joining us today. Where can people keep up with you and all the great things you're doing out in the world online? (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. And you can check out all the stuff that I have had in the past or have coming up on my website at leahnhphilpot.com. Awesome. Jacob Ryan's novel. Thank you for rejoining us. I know it's been a few years. It's been a pleasure to have you at the table and always great talking to you. Where can people follow you and all the things you're doing? Jace Novel on all the socials. If, uh, <laughs> if you don't mind me not ever posting much. Uh, or, or if so, there'll be kids. Um, and then dumb jokes but uh, that or I don't know IMDB <laughs> I'll link the IMDB Zachary Burns uh, again congratulations on your feature film directorial debut excited for folks to get to see it here where can people follow you and all the work you're doing uh, they can follow me personally uh, on most things at left eye burns um, and you can follow uh, hell hath no fury and planet thunder things uh, let's see on Twitter. I think it's at planet thunder on Instagram. It's, uh, at planet thunder films. Excellent. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and then on Facebook, planet thunder productions or our website, planetthunderfilms.com. All the places, all the so social medias. Jacob Layton Burns. Where can people follow you? Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram at Jacob Layton Burns and Twitter at a film by Burnsy. And I have a question for you, Caleb. Yes, sir. What's your favorite murder weapon in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Without spoiling it? Yeah, yeah without hard. spoiling Oh, donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I like I can't. Yeah. I would say donkey. Amazing. I would say donkey. Yeah. I can't be any more specific yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But I think listeners, you'll know it when you see it. Yeah. But it is kind of amazing. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. Sorry. Just... Boom. <laughs>
There it is. <laughs> Huge uh, listeners, you can't see because it's an audio podcast. It's a giant light bulb. You would have been blinded. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch yeah. the video. Yeah, it suddenly version. got very bright in this room. <laughs> Overexposed. <laughs> um, that's all I'll say. I, I'll, I'll have to, I don't, not second, but third donkey because <laughs> yeah. it's just a great prop. That's it's all good, I'll say. It's good. <laughs> listeners, of course, you can keep up with all of our exclusive Dead Center Film Festival coverage at thecinematropolis.com. Follow us on Twitter at thecinematrop and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thecinematropolis. We have many more exclusive interviews and written reviews or essays on all the things at the festival. And for all other things Dead Center, you can head over to deadcenterfilm.org and you can consider supporting the festival by purchasing a badge or individual ticket for the more than 160 films playing at this year's festival. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. We'll catch you again next time. <laughs>